a city in pieces today on the world. I'm Marco Werman. The Syrian government retakes Aleppo's old city, and some civilians return to survey the ruins. Their home, their street, their neighborhood, all of the memories and the people they hold dear ripped away from them. How do you literally pick up the pieces of your life again? Also, if the rebels lose Aleppo, is the war in Syria over? This is really Game of Thrones, right? This is uh, a whole welter of competing factions with nobody able to impose order across the country. That's why it is so hard, once it happens, to bring it to a conclusion. And a 103-year-old who survived Pearl Harbor remembers when the planes attacked. My reaction was, uh, Lord, I'll be with you in a minute. Hi, Marco Werman with The World. Great to have you with us today. Wars, past, present, and future. That's on our minds this Wednesday. In a few minutes, we'll hear from a veteran who survived the attack on Pearl Harbor 75 years ago today. Also, as we think of the war in Syria, we're going to explore how wars end. And we begin in Syria, in the besieged city of Aleppo. It may be a real-time example of how wars end. The battle seems to be entering its final stages as forces loyal to Bashar al-Assad push deeper into the city. The rebels are now cornered in a sliver of territory in the southeast of Aleppo. Earlier, we reached a man there who gave his name as Ismail al-Abdullah. He said he's a volunteer with the emergency rescue group, the White Helmets. He described how civilians in Aleppo are desperate to flee the fighting, but government forces aren't letting anyone out. No one can leave the east part of Aleppo city. All the civilians who want to leave Aleppo city now are trapped. We do not have safe corridors, even for the people who want to go to the Assad's area. Even kids and women. I know uh, my friend's wife... Uh, he sent his wife to go to the Assad forces because he was so scared. What happened to her? A sniper put a bullet in her face. She was killed. The White Helmets themselves have been bombed by government forces during the conflict, even in the middle of rescue operations. Now, Al-Abdullah said he and his colleagues are afraid of being executed. We're really scared now to be captured, to be injured, no hospitals, no medical supplies. There's fear in our hearts. We need this tragedy to end. My BBC colleague Lise Doucette has been traveling with Syrian government troops. She's had a chance to see families loyal to the regime return to what remains of their homes near Aleppo. Today she visited El Shad, a key district taken yesterday by pro-Assad soldiers. You could still see the black smoke billowing from the, the, the ruins of the city. The whole streets were just streets of charred and gutted buildings, no life left at all. And you could still smell the explosives. So recent were the battles. And that's a crucial district because by clearing out that district, and there was a, a heavy fighting, they were able to move towards the historic old city, the remaining bit held by the rebels. And that made possible what was in the last 24 hours the retreat of the rebels from that area of the old, the historical city around the ancient citadel, and such that the rebels have retreated and the government has now marked another significant victory in its drive to control, to take back all of rebel-held East Aleppo. So some of these families, Lees, uh, have not been in their homes for nearly four years. What was it like for them to get back inside their houses? The place we visited earlier this week, Hanano, did not bear the brunt of the fighting. So there was a lot of damage in the stairwells. 
uh, doors were bashed open, windows were shattered, furniture and clothes and food were strewn everywhere. One of the families we visited saw their home had been turned into an Islamic school. So the family we first visited were putting on a brave face. They were defiant. They said, you know, thank goodness, praise be to President Bashar al-Assad. He brought us back to our home. It doesn't matter that our home has been destroyed. We will rebuild this again. But in their quieter moments, you could, you know, the tears came because these were homes that they they were born in, they grew up in, and they, they now find them in ruin. And they know, they know in their heart of hearts how difficult it will be to live there again. Their neighborhoods, it's not just the physical destruction, neighborhoods have been ripped apart where people come back and they they see that the neighbors upstairs were ones who supported the rebels and the ones who downstairs may have supported somebody else. Everyone is eyeing each other rather nervously. It's going to take a huge effort, huge force of, of will and forgiveness for Syrians to live together again. And of course, those are the